<laughs> it is too late for you humans. We are here. We are the Uninstalled Podcast. As always, I am your sitting in a chair host. I think that might be my new thing. I might just say I'm sitting in a chair because it's true. I'm Tyler, if you're new here. Uh, if you're not new here, thanks for listening. Appreciate you. Uh, Sam's not here, so I'll say, uh, especially you, Norway. We've said it in almost every episode. Besides all that, uh, I am joined with two of my lovely um, co-hosts. Justin, what up? What up? With his uh, very enthusiastic and, intro, you know, as always. Yep, I got to stick with it every time now. And uh, the honorable uh, Mike. Mike. Yep, just Mike. 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 Mike, check one, two, one, two. How is everybody? The honorable today? is is the uh, that's the the um, what do you call it? Like the honorific you're supposed to use for government officials well aren't you technically a government official no do you not work for the government in a in a way that would not grant me that title well you're now the abominable mike is that better i'm good i'm good with that uh well i'll tell you guys how my day started Actually, it didn't start in any particular. It was just a long day. We just we we, we worked we worked a lot of overtime the last week. Uh, it's really kicked my butt. Really wore me out. I, I have a Coors Light uh, next to my like right within hands reach here. The problem is, I'm not a smart boy, and I grabbed it days ago. <laughs> it's not it's not open, uh, but it's like room temperature beer. Uh, uh, but I, at the same time, it's Coors Light. So it's not like it was going to get that much better if it was cold. Um, I think I'm going to crack that open. What have you guys been doing? That is nasty. You're <laughs> you're insane. <laughs> Justin, I've, I see I've just, been, uh, you said you got the new Destroy All Humans game. Yes, which is just downloaded. So I'll play that after this. Did but you now? Play- I want to play some World of Warcraft because you guys keep talking about it. We'll talk about that in just a second. Um, did you ever play the original Destroy All Humans? I'm assuming yeah. you did. Yeah. Um, you know what? Bradford had it. So I played it at his house. I think it was Bradford. Um, but I never played it. I never owned it. So this is going to be fun. Mike, did you ever play it? Uh, I remember playing it with a friend once. I feel like you might have played it, it with I. me. Maybe. Because I had it, and um, I would always play it. My dad liked to watch because it was like you know the wisecracking, uh, misogynistic alien guy, and my dad's you know all about that, all about that life. I'm just kidding. <laughs> my dad just has a really weird sense of humor. Love you, dad. I know you listen like 
once every eight episodes and you only listen for the first 15 minutes. So, <laughs> but no, no, I, I genuinely, I, I feel like you played it with me because I remember uh, sitting downstairs with the PS2 and uh, playing it on the big TV in the living room. Maybe not with you. I just, I, I, I remember playing it there. But, anyways, no, it's a good game. If you haven't played it yet, uh, it's definitely, it's, it's, I can't really think of another game that's like it. You know what I mean? It's such a unique premise. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was. I just remember it was like uh, GTA space person. <laughs> no, that's basically it. Yeah, 100%. It was like GTA, but an alien. And it reminded me of like back in the day, that was like GTA San Andreas, I think. Uh, you know, GTA funny. 3, I don't remember it. I only played Vice City and um, whatever the new newest one is, GTA Five. Like those are the only yeah. two GTAs I've ever played. But how dare you? I'm just kidding. Mike, have you been into anything? Oh, I guess we could talk about WoW. Um, and WoW. Well. Okay. Just like as much Dungeons and Dragons as possible. <laughs> I'm just like, um, so deep. Michael and I. Uh, back in high school and then for a while after when he was going to school we um we got into wow like i was i i was already super deep in the wow uh when michael really started hanging out i mean definitely we hung, we hung out before then but you get what i mean and i got him into it and i mean we have some of our best memories on that game Dude, I can't believe uh I remember when we were in uh when I was in uh college playing with you, I remember you used to I think it was with the silver hand, like you used to be like geared way the fuck up and like you would always do like twos and like the battlegrounds and stuff. Like you were you were uh pretty hardcore. Yeah, no, definitely. I um Once once you get into that lifestyle of the game, I mean, it's like if you don't do most of the content, then you're literally wasting your money. You know what I mean? I've, I've been playing catch up ever since. But uh, how do how, what realms you play on? And you can uh, find no. us at Moonguard only. Oh fuck! I don't want to tell. Moonguard's like the scum of the earth. Yep. Well, if people like. Yeah, there's like some shitty people on there, but I genuinely think role playing is a blast. And like this game is just, there's just so much lore, and there's, um, like people are, are way more hardcore about like role playing than in any game I've ever played. I, and I think, you know, that's like part of my attraction to D&D. So naturally, like the big emphasis of why I started to enjoy WoW was really the, how, how into the story and, and uh, into role playing, people were. And yeah, I remember watching you guys. Really yeah, back in the day, I remember like, because I, I wasn't part of your guys' group, but I remember seeing you guys role play with your groups. And I always thought it was cool. And then Michael took me to a bar once and taught me how to role play. It, it's such like I know that, that this really wasn't the topic of tonight, but I kind of like the direction that this was going. This is going in. Um, I I find it such a, a weird concept that some people don't know what role playing is because 
doing it as long as I have now. It's like, oh, just role play. And I feel you like know most I mean? people do know what it is, but when you say role play, they think you're talking about stuff in the bedroom. Yeah, like, like it does wife. have a negative context. Well, yeah. a sexual context. Like it's not always. Some people just want to like escape reality and um, and like play a game where they talk to other people and as in this new reality. But like a lot of people, like me, I was role playing by myself. Like without that, like when I go to play Skyrim, I'd get immersed in my character, and that's essentially role playing. It's just single player RPG, you know? Right. But you get immersed in your character build. You do uh, like, oh, this guy, I'm a I'm an elf, you know, archer who I like alchemy. Okay, well, crap. All right, there. I'm I'm role playing. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, no. Well, it's um the 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 way I always describe it to people to make it sound the least weird because like it is fucking weird kind of, but like it at its core, all it is is like when you're when you're role playing with other people, it's like you are collaborative re- collaboratively writing a story with other people. Because, I mean, you know, you're, like, typing in the chat, like, so-and-so, like, strokes his chin deep in thought, and his eyes, like, look up to the left, and he blinks a few times before responding. Ah, yes, that is quite an interesting proposition. You know what I mean? It's like, you're, you're, (laughs) honestly, it's like writing a book, and, like, people are writing back to you, and it's, and there's a lot of improv, like, less improv, obviously, than, like, when you're doing it at a table for D&D. But, you know, if you can roll with the punches and like interact with the other like stimuli that people give you. I think that's like part of the fun. You're just like writing a story with people. And a lot of people have a lot of really good ideas and interesting characters that you want to interact with. And like, if all else fails, you become a better writer and a better, faster reader at the end of it. Anyway, (laughs) it's a great synopsis uh, to give my kind of two cents on it. I've always just kind of saw it as a form of acting. Um, because at the end of the day, you know, if you go to a watch, go to a play and say our buddy Vincent is up there, you know, doing one of his, you know, his, uh, theater shows at the end of the day, he's doing the same fucking thing. You know what I mean? Like your favorite TV shows, like, like friends, you know, everyone knows friends at the office. It's not like, uh, fucking, um, actually, I don't know any of the actors from, uh, (laughs) friends, unfortunately. But the office with um, Steve Carell, it's not like Steve Carell. It's it's not like that. Michael Scott is not actually Steve Carell. You know what I mean? He is Mm -hmm. he is playing a role and he has like lines and stuff. And like uh, he he acts and behaves in a way that is contrary to how he would behave and react to a situation. Right. And it's just like that for like theater, for TV shows. I mean, all, all kinds of stuff. It's like it's role-playing like the whole like that's a very generalist you know it's a kind of like a straw man argument i guess but in a way like if you if people could see it more like that i feel like it would be less of a like it wouldn't be like a word that has had had as much of a connotation or stigma to it you know yeah Uh, i personally think it's it's awesome because it gives people you know if if i'm not really comfortable um talking to people right and I'm playing this online game and instead of me going up to, to Justin's character and be like, Hey, can you help me do this dungeon? I'll instead, you know, go over to him and be like, uh, you know, talk to him you know, as, as if my character would and like, ah, oh, you know, hello friend. Hail, blah, blah, blah. 
we get to talking and then afterwards i'm like hey man that was a lot of fun um do you mind if i add you on this so we can roll you know role play more and then you do it and then become, that's how you make friends and you know you, you can do more stuff together that way not everyone needs to do it that way but you know just some people have those social anxieties that kind of help with that so i don't know um I de- it's definitely something interesting to think about because again like being as deep in rpgs and like role-playing games and role-playing in games as i am it's just i find it so strange that people are are still like you know what i mean like it's it's just not it's just not something that's more commonplace if that makes sense well it's not as commonplace in like our normal works like that's what like i work with a bunch of guys none of them play the game well a couple of them play video games, but none of them role play. Um, and it's kind of like frowned upon even like talk about like when I talk about D&D, they're always like, oh, you and your geeky d and I'm like, I, I have fun. Why does it matter? So, um, yeah, I, I got dude. Every time I think about work, work's been work's been weird this week. Uh, but like a lot of context, a lot of people are probably in environments that are similar to us where not a lot of the people that we work with play games or talk about. So the only people that we interact with who do are usually the ones playing the games. No, that's, that's super valid point. Uh, Definitely don't disagree with you there. Whenever I talk about D and D at work, everyone's like, you play Dungeons and Dragons, (laughs) like like D and D, like, and and a lot of like I for the most part I work with like people that are a little bit older than I am, so they're like, uh, don't you, don't people like play that in their basement, in, like the parents' basement, and like <laughs> you like dress yeah. up and stuff? And I'm like, I mean, you fucking can, like, you if you want to, but no, like, you know, it's got like D and D and uh, like D and D specifically is like you know, there's really popular famous actors that are doing it now. You know what I mean? Dude, the the big guy for. Uh... The big guy from Critical Role, I can never remember his name. Matt Mercer. No, no the, uh, big, the big, like large oh, like man, physically large. I think Matt he's big, large, like, large I, I, man. I don't know his name. I'm blanking on his name right now. Uh, he uh, he had a he ran like a D and D one shot, and the the uh, it was like a selective, like to be able to get in. I think he he did it at um, at uh, where that. Gygax Khan is that like celebrates mm-hmm. D&D. He did it there and the prerequisite if you wanted to be able to play you had to prove that you could deadlift over 400 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Just to be yeah. like look see like we have an entire party of all people who are not fucking dweebs who just sit around all day. Well they had uh, on one of their episodes they had uh, one of their what, football player for Texas come on and play. <laughs> or something like that. Some football player in Texas played. Uh, I think it was that. It might have been that session. Dude, I feel like you can get anybody to fucking play D and D. Like oh, yeah. as long as they enjoy board games to some degree. Like if there's there are people out there who are like, oh, I don't like board games or video games or like anything like that. And it's like, all right, then you probably wouldn't enjoy it. But like anybody else would probably enjoy D and D. It's just like. You know, they might have more preferences like, oh, let's let's get done with this like stupid role playing shit. Like, I don't really care about this, you know, guy who just died or whatever. Like, let's move on to the combat, which, you know, fine. That's half the game. I do enjoy the combat. 
they still might enjoy, you know, the game, and that's what everybody's there for. So, except for when Tyler takes away my heels, you know what? Screw it. Let's just talk about our campaign. So, what happened? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we can talk about that off air. But yes, but no, no. I I, I think we everyone's got pretty valid points. It's just it's I I just you know what I mean. It's just an interesting topic to ponder because you know again like if I were to talk to my dad like hey dad you want to play you you want to like you want to do like play a role playing game he'd be like no it's you know, <laughs> it's and like, be, that's like my grandparents man they're like what the, what the fuck is D&D but then, but then he'd sit down and play like Skyrim <laughs> yeah you know what I mean it's just like you you're fucking you're, idiot <laughs> but you know what I mean it's, it's just like yeah. one of those scenarios so anyways uh, to move on to our actual topic for the night um, can i can i interject one thing real fast absolutely we keep like hating on people who are like oh like that's too lame and like you know having these like preconceived notions of the kind of people that play D that i think that officially means that in order to like not be total hypocrites we got to uh stop talking shit about furries <laughs> I I, I feel like there are like some groups that we talk shit about. I feel like we talk bad shit about furries all the time. <laughs> uh, I think, yeah, no, you're definitely right. Um, I feel like we we. Should I just I don't remember. I don't remember the last episode that we did that specifically. Oh, on. I don't think we. I don't think we talk about it that much on here <laughs> in length. I I don't know. I mean, it's like we you know we're like nerds and like oh I, I can't believe people just like assume things about me because I'm a nerd and like you know think I'm a loser and then we're but like everybody has like those groups that they they just okay. like don't understand and so, so they make fun of. So I feel like in order to be a little more enlightened, we should probably preface it that maybe we should uh, make fun of furries. So, so much. I'll go I'll go ahead and make a since I'm the main host, I'll go ahead and make an official the uninstalled podcast statement. Um, you do what you want to do when <laughs> no one else is around or when other people are around. Um, you do what you want to do when you want to do it with whoever you want to do it. Just that's, uh, that's right. As, you as enjoy long as yourself, as long as everyone is uh, equally okay with it. And as long as you're not actually fucking like, it's one thing to want to like to fuck a humanoid Oh my god! All right, person. you you started this, Michael. This is your fault. No, you you did it. Um, I, I didn't mean I, you, like, it's your I fault, I, Michael. That, this is a you guys are you guys are bringing us deeper now because you're making the assumption that all furries oh, no. are. Yeah. Some people just like to like act like animals. That's and that's you know what that's totally fine. And it's not always about like if I've seen document I took years of college psychology courses some people just really like being an animal and not not for the sexual get like not for that but the actual like the concept of oh i want to be a horse or i want to be a dog You're so i mean an animal justin i am an animal oh what kind of uh, animal? what kind of animal also like I'm a man people, pig. people who fucking play golf Oh my gosh! What? Don't even get on golfers. I, I, oh my! Goodness. I would rather hang out with a furry than a golfer, personally. Whoa! Holy shit! That's cr- that's a. Oh, sorry. Got I? <laughs> back. I'm back to the biases, man. It's 2020. Our podcast is going to get canceled because we're not supporting any everybody. Oh, psh, I don't know, dude. We have fucking like literally. You, you got to support everybody in the world. Anyway, pedophiles, man. Fuck them. Nope. Exactly. 
Yeah, that's that's something that golfers, pedophiles, and nerds like us can. Or oh fuck, don't put uh, us in the same category. And furries that, like that's us something can that, go that, that, that I'm sorry, that's something that furries, nerds like us, and golfers can all get behind is fuck pedophiles. That's what I meant to say. Sorry, I didn't mean to like take this down a deep rabbit hole. I just thought it was so funny that we were like bitching for like 15 minutes about how people like judge us unfairly based on our hobbies. <laughs> And then I just like became acutely aware. It's like, huh, I also do that to people. <laughs> Anyways, we're going to talk about uh, cartoons. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. We're going to, we want to talk about some of our favorite uh, cartoons and animes that kind of, um, you know, that we watched growing up that we, that, cause there's, there's like an, a, a cartoon that I know has kind of, shaped my sense of humor um so i kind of want to get into that we don't have to get super deep or anything like that but just just some you know some light stuff since it's a you know a, a small crew today so does anyone want to start because i don't i don't mind starting this time okay there last time so um so i i've i've in, in, the, in the last episode we did a uh you know create your create a character kind of deal uh put D D stats to them <sighs> so uh i i had double d from ed ed Nettie, and i genuinely feel like my favorite cartoon of all time is ed ed Nettie. it i it's hard for me to really form the words why i like it so much but i think it's because it was like it was funny. It is funny. It because it, it was you know it was fucking funny. Like anyone that that what watched it like genuinely sat down and watched it and didn't think it was funny, in my opinion, doesn't have a good sense of humor. <laughs> um, it, it's just like it's very slapstick, but it's also you know like they break the fourth wall. Like it was one of the, in my opinion one of like the OG shows that like. The characters like Double D all the time broke the fourth wall. Like he was like talking to the fucking the the, the watcher, you know, the, the the viewers, and then like the scams and stuff. But then like the characters like over time, like it's not that you know, like uh, Eddie, the 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 short one, the guy, the scheme master that I'll call, I'll call him. Um, so he never really grew as a character, but. Actually, none of them did. But just watching the misadventures and watching them actually like grow up, and then having to deal with all the different stuff that like comes up with adolescence, because like the first couple of seasons, you never saw the school; you just knew they grew up in Peach Creek. Um, but then like they started going to school in the newer ones, and it's just like it added like you know just a lot of depth, and it was just you know just like most shows that have a runtime. You know what I mean? You got to add stuff to make it interesting, but. The characters honestly are super unique. Like, you know, like that's my horse, Rolf. Um, <laughs> you know, the the stereotypical, like I mean, foreign guy. You know what I mean? Like we, it, do we know <coughs> sorry, excuse me. Do we know where Rolf was supposed to be? Like what was he supposed to be a stereotype of? Like like Eastern European? Like I I I, I think that was the joke. Like I think Rolf himself was a joke on the concept of like a foreign person or like a stranger kind of deal because 
there's been times where he's like worn like later hosen and stuff, which would be you know indicative of him being in like from Switzerland. But I don't think he talk. You know what I mean? I I I can't say beyond a shadow of a doubt that I've heard someone that is native to Switzerland speak. I just you know I can't speak to that. But he's also like done and said and referenced things from other countries. Um, that just. I, I, I think that, that that that's like the joke, you know what I mean? It's just like he's he's just foreign, and like no one cares to really ask where he's from. He references it all the time, but no one really asks. So, and maybe it's because you know it's a it's a play on like no one's ever comfortable to talk about it, but you know everyone notices it kind of thing. Um, I don't know, man. This the show is just so good. Like Kevin the bully, um, but it also showed like you know Kevin the bully had like you know a not so great like home life and stuff like that you know what i mean like it 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 had like as goofy and funny of the show as it was like it actually had like a little bit of depth to it besides all the hijinks and stuff especially in the later seasons in the later seasons i feel like they knew that their audience was like growing up um and so they actually had to like that's why they added in like the school and stuff to you know show the struggles of you know kids going to school and everything um i don't know man like i i, I could talk about this for a while longer but it's just I have nothing but good things to say about the show. Not every episode was like awesome, but that's that's with anything. You know what I mean? Uh, did you guys ever really watch it growing up? Oh yeah, oh yeah, all the time. Uh, also, just out of curiosity, I googled where is Rolf from, and there's an episode "No Speak Da Ed" that mentions Rolf, uh, where Rolf talks about how he is familiar with the trickster named Gerda who lives in Norway. And right, he references the old country, so it's believed by fans that he's from Norway. Hmm. Well, there you go. There's an Ed and Eddie fandom, by the way. Oh yeah, um, no, there there, there, there has to be. Like, there's um, there there's a lot of and there's a lot of conspiracy theories and stuff about, like, not like people actually trying to like prove an alternate, like, uh, I, like a, there's an agenda behind the show, but like. They people have said like, what if Ed and Eddie's taking place in purgatory? Because you never see any adults. It's always the kids. They don't get any older. The cul-de-sac doesn't really extend. You know what I mean? Like, there's nothing beyond the cul-de-sac. Hate when people do that kind of shit. Right. So it's just like no, it's just just implant all this like superficial depth to try to to try to be like like oh yeah, like I'm super smart and like. You know this show, like, uh, and like all oh, the creators are like geniuses because they they meant for this to be like this all along. It's like, dude, stop taking it for more than it's worth. Like, you're like having to read your stupid ass theory is ruining my experience of the show. Shut up. <laughs> well, <laughs> my thing is, I feel like it kind of got ruined when I think it was the very last episode, or it was in definitely in the last season. I don't remember if it was the last episode, but they finally met Eddie's brother. Yeah, and it his older out he was cool like a massive brother. asshole. Yeah, like the one he like idolized him so much, and turns out he's just like a massive bully to Eddie. And so everyone's like, "Oh, that's that's not." Cool. I remember that man. And yeah. I think I think they they like came together and were like, "Hey, we're sorry about your brother." Like even the people he didn't really get along with. Yeah, no, the they whole... they basically all came together and beat the shit out of Eddie's brother, like the whole, <laughs> whole like all the cul-de-sac kids did. Um. That was another one. That was wholesome. 
Oh, and another one was if Plank was actually actually sentient. Oh, that was a weird episode. Like all the Plank episodes are like super weird because I feel like, like the joke is supposed to be that like Plank almost has a mind of his own. Right, right. No, definitely, definitely. But you know what I mean? It's just the the show is just it's it's great. I I like I said, I just I don't have I I wish it was a way I could watch it now. Um I don't even know like psychology. <laughs> do what? With your adult mindset mentality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like I I seriously want to sit down and like just rewatch it. I don't want to analyze anything, but I just want to see if it's as funny as I remember. Yeah. I want like, a lot more jokes in it too. Oh Probably. yeah. Um, Edit, uh, Double D always made me want to. Uh, I think part of the reason why I love ants so much is because of oh, his like, ant double, farm. His ant farm. Yeah. I always wanted one really bad, and now as an adult, I I don't want one because they're messy. But I love ants. Like they're the one of the coolest creatures on earth. Um, <laughs> real dorks. Quick. So, does everyone have a favorite character from the show, uh, Justin? Ooh. I always liked Ed. Like the dumb one? No. Uh, yeah, wait a minute. They're all Ed. No. Yeah. Uh, so there's the... Eddie, Double D, and then Ed. Yeah. Well, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ed. I, I liked all three of them, but Ed always cracked me. I like Butter Toast. Such a simple guy. And I think, honestly, that's even funnier because he was always the happiest. Yep. You know what I mean? And he didn't really care so much about the schemes. He just liked hanging out with <laughs> his friends. You yeah. know what I mean? Doing goofy stuff. Michael, did you have a favorite? Um, I don't know if I had a favorite, but I know I fucking hated Sarah. Oh yeah. Every time she was on the screen, it just like made me mad. I was like, dude, fuck her and her little what the hell was that little kid that she like Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy, dude. Those those two made me want to scream. Um did not like those characters at all. Like any episode involving them, I'd usually just like change the channel. Um I don't know. My I don't know. I guess Double D. He reminded me of myself because he was like a fucking nerdy Poindexter guy. Um, so I I also struggle with it. I think if I had to pick like a top two, it'd definitely be Eddie. I just because he's constantly getting the group in the hijinks. Um, and then like he's like. At the end of the day, he he like almost eschews the responsibility to like someone else. So if like yeah. everyone gets hurt and it blows up, it's like someone else's fault. And I think that's hysterical. Um, but I I I, I like Rolf. I think Rolf is just hysterical. Like the not just like the co- like the concepts of the character, but like the stuff that he did. Like when he put on that big ass hammer hat and just beat the shit out of the Ed boys with it. Yeah. Yeah, he's also like invincible. <laughs> yeah, dude. He was like he literally he was the most he was the strongest besides Ed. I think Ed was strongest character in the Ed and Eddie universe. Well, because no, Ed's picked up like a house. He like picked up an entire house. <laughs> like from like the foundation and everything. So Ed <laughs> is like t- like top tier, like tune force. He's he's very he's a strong boy, but Rolf is, you know, right there with him. Um no, I, I, I mean, there's not like a single character I'd love, but I, I oh, definitely. Dude, would. I just had a really great idea. What's that? Assemble your Avengers team of Cartoon Network or Nickelodeon like characters. You can do that like now. I mean, we can if you guys can think of them fast enough. Yeah. Um, like who, who is who is your like SEAL Team Six of 
cartoon Blue. characters. How many? Let me ask this. How many? I don't know, like five. Isn't there like five in the first Avengers movie? Uh, team, of, team of five. Little squad. Mm, yeah, no. I mean, five just five just sounds good. I feel like we have so many shows we could talk about. I feel like that would be a great way to just like bring them all together, but not for too well, long. Justin, do you? Okay, our, so how about this? Our, how about we? How about we go through just like one show a piece, and then that'll get, that'll give the rest of us time to really think about our Avengers sure. team. So, if Michael, Justin, either one of you want to go, I got one. Justin, I got a, I got a lot of them. I have a whole list in front of me, and I'm just Justin. You go. All right, Dexter's lab. Nice. Dexter's Laboratory. But yeah. That show was so awesome. And it just always, like, I remember the one episode that just sticks out the most. Well, there was a bunch. Uh, but there was one that he's eating a burrito that's like 50 times the size of him. And he's just cutting out, like, squares of the burrito. And I just, I just remember as an adult, or like, even as an adult, I love burritos. And every time I eat one, I remember that episode. Dude, the I think the things that stuck out for me the most about that show were like the when they did the shorts about like the I can't remember what they called them like the Super Friends and then the uh, oh, yeah. the monkey, the monkey. He was literally just called Monkey. There was one episode I remember, and I'm I'm probably mixing this up, but he like goes and meets his idol, who is like the world's smartest person, who is basically like if you watch the episode, it is almost I it's like the. Uh, scientist version of Willy Wonka <laughs> and almost all of it reminds me of Elon Musk just like the <laughs> cuckoo crazy stuff like the, he lives in a giant glass pyramid type thing like that's just how I see Elon Musk now because of that show back when I was a kid back in your day back in our day because it was our day boys <laughs> anyways so uh, Dexter would definitely be our Iron Man. Oh, like are we assembling one together, or I thought we were all assemble- assembling our own? Well, it's a it's a podcast. We might as well assemble one together. Well, uh, so or do your own thing. I don't care. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I thought we were just all going to talk about our favorite shows and then do our own team. I definitely have more than one input for my team. Okay. Oh, I've got it. I've got a couple. Like yeah. I, I, I don't know I if we can share to. this, Justin. I I'm a little too greedy with my choice. I, I see. I see. I see. That's fine. I got one too. <laughs> yeah, go go ahead, Mike. When you're ready. For what? The what's my favorite cartoon? Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't can't really. I don't really know if I have a favorite. I can tell you like the era that I think was the best, and that was the era of. Um, codename Kids Next Door and oh, yeah. uh, Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. Oh yeah, like when those yeah. two shows were like doing really good, and I think there was like a third one that was pretty big during that time. Maybe Foster's. I didn't really like yep. Foster's very much. I thought it was kind of stupid. Um, Samurai Jack was okay. You know, like, like, no, Samurai actually, Jack- no, Samurai Jack was back in the days with like Dexter and Powerpuff Girls. Um, they uh, got a new Code game coming Kids out too. Door. What's up? They got a Samurai Jack game coming out. Oh really? Yeah, it looks good. Yeah, yeah, it's on that. Steam right now. It's like not out, out. No, it's got reviews. I think it is out, out. It might have come out. But yeah, that like block 
where it was like it was like the, their like next generation of like big cartoons. I think that was like the best one, but those are the two that I really just like remember. I get I don't know. I guess if I had to pick, I would say probably Kids Next Door was my favorite, just because of it was to me it was like a smarter and more like dramatic edit and Eddie. Because like yeah. they were essentially doing the same kind of shit, right? Where they're like creating these massive plots and schemes, and then like building ridiculous stuff out of household items. <laughs> But it actually worked. <laughs> I think like part of the reason whole, it was so good. It would have like whole plot arcs and stuff. And you know what I mean? It was almost kind of like Dragon Ball Z where it was like villain of the week kind of thing. And like, I don't know. Like, I don't think they ever really defeated for good anybody, but like they definitely uh, had like certain, you know, characters that were like, they're working towards defeating or like factions, you know, they had like the parents, but they also had like the teenagers and there was like drama within like the, the squads of the, the KND and like the, you know, the elitism of like some of the older units or like the moon base guys. And it was just like so ridiculous. Love it. Also had a bigger cast of like main characters. You had five instead. And they have like a huge I like that they're villains. Like the, there was a big dice uh, a diverse amount. Dude, their 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 main villain was literally father. <laughs> yeah. He was like the fuck he was like the uh what do you call it? Uh I don't I don't know if this is true, but it almost seems like he was like the progenitor, like he was like the first dad. So there is, um, I think it's it's either like us, like one of like the hour long specials that's that's you can find. But there's actually like father's father is like the BBG, like the big bad guy. Oh, that's um, right. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, and like they all all basically gang up together. To beat the you know the shit out of grandfather, dude. That is so, just so funny to me because that's like some like wow or like D and D level shit right there. Where it's like, <laughs> it's like you know, the progenitor of life. Like he must be slain. Like jeez, man. But it's like you know played in this like goofy way. But you know they're they're basically just fighting the bad guy from Full Metal Alchemist, dude. basically basically just god and everybody calls him father like lol (laughs) Uh, full metal wasn't that wasn't that also the name of the bad guy and like they i don't think they ever gave Uh, him a name like the the big bad guy from fma brotherhood they just called him father because he was like god dad my god (laughs) it was their dad became became a basically a the kids next door they all had different parents yeah no i'm talking about full metal full metal oh it was their dad i thought hohenheim was their dad isn't he the one who ended up becoming the main bad guy uh i I yeah i can't remember i think i think maybe but i think he was just kind of like a vessel and like he got taken over by that thing like that was inside oh probably inside the door that was lit like i'm pretty sure they they Tried to make it clear that it was just supposed to be like God. I don't know, man. I uh, 
I don't I don't think I ever really like watched FMA like from start to finish like every single episode. I think I just like I did, like, but a it's couple been a episodes lot. here and there. Yeah. It's it makes it was easy to mix up with other animes. <laughs> but yeah, it was a good one. But yeah, Kids Next Door is my is my favorite. I think I'm gonna go with that. That's a good one. But I gotta say, like for like modern stuff, like Steven Universe all the way, but that wasn't really a childhood cartoon. I'm like watching that as an adult, but still, that's a good ass <laughs> show. It's like Dragon Ball Z with space lesbians. <laughs> winner, winner. I mean, that's basically what it is. Like they're, you know, they're like super powered aliens that like fight and have all this like interplanetary drama, and then they can like fusion together to become like more badass. Heard of that. Right. Um. Honestly, I think if I had to pick like a show that like I watch as an adult now, that's a cartoon. The only thing I can possibly think of because there's like anime that I do watch here and there, but like I don't know why I just can't like sit down and really get into one. Um, but I would have to say like Avatar, The Last Airbender. Yeah, that's the last one I watched. Uh, I gotta I say, just, I am the. I'm not nearly into Avatar as like I feel like 99% of the entire populace. Like I thought it was okay. Well, was you also it. watched a lot of animes that were well, similar. It was also not anime. No, and that's what I'm saying. It was, like it was all made here, which I thought was like, you know, pretty impressive, but Well, but I don't know, the story just, is very similar to several Japanese animes. Right. Yeah, I think why I didn't really get on board with it when I was younger is because it was just like I was like watching anime at the time that was a lot more like mature and like had like yeah deeper and sometimes darker themes. And so uh, to me, Avatar was like, oh, okay, like the show is like way too innocent. And like I hate all these characters because they're all like too good on the inside and like it's not believable for me. And whiny. <laughs> yeah, it's like I don't really identify with these kids very much. Like I'd Which rather is really identify common. with, huh? There's always a whiny character in an anime or in Japanese animes too, but yeah. Anyways, but no, I um, yeah, I really haven't ever. I can't like I just can't think off the top of my head. I've, I've watched a little bit of uh, oh my god, what's it called? Didn't you just say you were starting to watch the shit out of Adventure Time? I yeah, I I started to. Oh okay. So actually, I, I I take back what I said. Rick and Morty. <laughs> uh, Rick and Morty. I've 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 watched. No. Um. Fucking. Uh. We Bear Bears. <laughs> I Dude, haven't it, seen that one, but it looks pretty funny. It's on Netflix, and like some of the episodes aren't like you know they don't stick, but like it's it's the show that I can like just you know Annie and I can just turn on, and it's like wholesome in a lot of ways. So Annie's into it. But like sometimes the humor is is pretty funny. Like there's uh so there's three bears. There's Grizz, who's a grizzly bear, panda or pan pan, who's a panda, and there's ice bear, who is a polar bear. And like you know their personalities are all drastically different. Grizz is kind of like a macho man, uh, like you know in your face, loves people, very obnoxious. Panda is very like introverted, but he's all about technology. Like he has the uh. He has like a body pillow of like his favorite anime character. Uh, it's pretty funny. And then Ice Bear 
doesn't he always refers to himself in third person like uh, like ice fair doesn't like this or he'll do go he'll go do this um and he's got like a very like calm chill demeanor uh it's it's just watching it is is a good time um we like actually annie and i like it so much that for either annie's birthday or christmas gift i think it was last year's christmas gift i got someone crocheted uh, the three bears and they always walk uh-huh. around like they always like walk around stacked on top of each other <laughs> and the little crochet puppets uh they actually like stack on top of each other too so <laughs> that's awesome. awesome but yeah no uh are there any animes like i i, I can't really talk too much about anime just because i don't watch a lot but is there anything that really sticks out to either one of you can we do our yeah. avengers teams real quick first oh yeah yeah you want to go first mike uh yeah sure i'll go first um so I kind of organized it like a typical party. So I have like a, well, maybe not a typical party because there's no real like tank. Like someone can fo- function as a tank role. Um, but I have like a, basically like like a mastermind, like a support and like two like muscle characters, right? So for the muscle, I got to go with Ed and uh, uh, Buttercup. Ed, Ed okay. and Buttercup are the muscle. Um, we got Grim for the support. He's their like their connection to the arcane, and you know he's just like got all like crazy powers. They can go to like any dimension ever. And then uh, Nigel Luno running the show. Um, plus Nigel and uh, Nigel and Grim already have like team synergy because they've worked together before in a crossover where they formed like a freaking Voltron of bone to fight Mandy. <laughs> that's awesome. Are, are you yeah, missing that's my, one? That's my Avengers team of like. You had you had you had cartoon. Ed, Buttercup, Grim, and Number One. Yeah. Oh, so the, oh, that's only four. Yeah. Oh, so I can I can put one more in. Hell yeah. Number four. <laughs> um, <clears throat> let's see. Well, um, I guess I'd probably have to throw in. Uh, oh Jesus. I'll I'll put in uh, Schnitzel from uh, Chowder. Rada Rada in there, yeah. He's an excellent communicator and uh can function as a tank. Yeah, very articulate. Justin, do you have your a team assembled? So obviously my smarts is Dexter, because he can make super epic gear for everybody. And then my tank is my scaredy cat, Eduardo from Foster's Home. <laughs> he, he was the <laughs> Do you remember who he was? He's he's got, he's, the, he's, he's great at he'd be great at pulling monsters. Yeah, he's the <laughs> he's the giant. Uh, and then Johnny Bravo for <laughs> the distractions. And then uh, who else? Can I have SpongeBob and Patrick? Can I just have them as a their unit sure. that fight inside of a robot that Dexter made? <laughs> Sounds good to me. And then Chalk Boy. What? That's like yeah. That's six. Wait, that, who? No, they count as one. Chalk boy from Chalk Zone. Oh, oh, Rudy. That, Rudy yeah. from Chalk Zone. I don't. I couldn't remember. I didn't even think about Chalk, the Nickelodeon universe. Oh yeah, I went all over. I would probably replace Schnitzel with XJ Nine <laughs> if we're doing uh, uh, Nickelodeon stuff because she was epic. I loved that show. Yeah, Justin, you just created you just created uh, a big problem for you. So. Uh, if I had to assemble my team, first off, the brains of the operations, definitely my man, Double D. Um, <laughs> Nigel Luna would crush Double D. 
No, he definitely he definitely would. Um, maybe oh, okay. I don't know. I thought I thought I thought you were gonna like fight back on that one. No, I just feel no, bad. I, I I do want to fight you on it, but we're starting to run low on time. Um, <laughs> and we don't have we don't have enough time for that. So we still got to talk about anime though. Well, I, I mean, from we'll, our we'll, anime we'll, super teams, we'll, we'll we'll finish we'll finish the episode out with that. <laughs> um, so so double D, um, as the uh, as the all around badass, my second favorite cartoon is Courage from Courage the Cowardly Dog. <laughs> um, I mean he he was he's been smashed and like eviscerated, emulsified. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, like, dude, like the dudes, like courage has been wrecked so many times, but he always gets back up. Like he never stops. So courage, like, and that show, honestly, like gave me nightmares. That show was yes, fucked. <laughs> I used to have so, nightmares about the return of the slab guy. Yeah, dude, house. for real. <laughs> um, so we got double D. We got courage, cowardly dog. We got number four. Um. The little Australian guy. The oh my god, dude! Number four is a badass. I forgot about him. Yeah, yeah, and he because the reason I liked him is he always reminded me him of he always reminded me of myself. He reminded me of you too. <laughs> yeah, um, little blonde jackass who wants to fight everybody. Yep, and I, I the thing is, I couldn't actually fight anybody. I just rely on everybody else to save me. Um, then I would pick Danny Phantom. Oh, dude! I forgot about him too. He's got epic powers. Yeah, he does. Yeah, Justin. Justin did that. That's a that's a solid pick. Oh yeah, I know because he can just possess all your guys. Um, but some, maybe not Grim. Um, and then as I, the true brains of the operation, I pick Mandy. Mandy, yeah, Mandy is basically unstoppable. <laughs> Mandy is yeah. fucking ruthless, man. She's like canonically, I think, the only like Cartoon Network character that's like actually no, I think I think they fooled foiled her plans once when Grimm and Nigel teamed up, but like she was basically about to take over the world and it took like the entire KND to stop her. Um like the, the entire might of the KND. Like she I, I'm pretty sure she like assimilated with Moonbase, didn't she? <laughs> I don't even remember that episode. Dude, she's honest. so she's like the most powerful Cartoon Network character ever. <laughs> I want to give uh, honorable mentions to uh, God. What was his name? Irwin. Uh, God, like the like oh the my little God. <laughs> I love Irwin. The little, the little guy with glasses that don't little, even like, trip, I, dude. Where, no, that uh, is black. <laughs> I love the episode, like the the Halloween episode that had the uh, Jack, uh, he- like headless Jack, when he was like in the little knight costume to save Mandy, and like he falls into the trap, which in <laughs> turn makes Mandy's plan work because Jack laughs himself to death. Like, oh my god, dude, it's it's so good, dude. The fact that uh, also like his name is Irwin, but everyone just calls him Puddin. Yes, <laughs> hey, <dude>. Puddin. <laughs> So, anyways, um, let's go ahead and let's go ahead and move on to anime here. Um, I'll let one of you guys start. Girl, log on. Yeah, that's a good one. It's on my top three. Okay, that was just an epic mech anime. About... Yeah, it's like it's like uh, it's like somebody decided to like, hey, let's take all the tropes from Mecha that people enjoy and just like smash it into one thing. <laughs> and then midway through. 
<laughs> skip 10 years and <laughs> dude the, okay yeah the the thing that i think makes that show the coolest is like they start underground and end up in space yeah like you you it th- you think it's going to be this like this awesome like kind of attack on titan like rising from the ashes and like you know fighting against an overwhelming unstoppable force just to live and then they they do that and they take over and then they like build their own society and they're like hell yeah we did it we're epic and then there's like another threat now from space and it's like even more overwhelming and then they like take to the skies and like go out and like fighting stuff across the universe and it like it's like dude i could have never imagined that these like guys who were like <clears throat> escaping from these like underground villages and like stealing robots from the beast people to like fight this evil regime would end up like taking those same things and like bringing them to space. Like that's so tight. It was insane. And the fact that like they can all just like combine with each other. Yeah. Like, yeah. Don't worry about the way it works. Just let it happen. <laughs> just let it happen. <laughs> Crazy fucking like planet sized things come together. Like, oh man. That shit always gets me like jumping off the couch. And it was such like the music was great. Everything about it was fantastic. Yeah, the music was done by my my literal favorite composer for anime. Like I will literally watch anime just because he was the composer. composer. His name is Taku Iwasaki. Awesome. He's a genius. That's awesome. He did the music for Soul Eater too. That one that was an interesting anime. Anyways, what's your favorite, Mike? Uh, my number one is probably Code Geass. And then like really? Magan would be like two or three. Yeah, dude, Code Geass, I think, was just like I it was better in terms of like just making me like dying to see what happens next. I like to run while watching Code Geass. There's some <laughs> something about that show. Well, I gotta I, focus. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like well, no, and that's the thing. My TV's right in front of my treadmill. So like I'm I'm in the zone. But like that show can keep me distracted so that I can just run. <laughs> because as soon as I start thinking about running, I get bored. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's tough, man. Because it's like you got to pay attention running. to all the subtle things that are going on. Like, I don't know, you if you can really like watch his like transformation to like a, from a hero to like kind of like a villain, and then kind of back to a hero in this really strange way, while like all these other like politics are going on and like the yeah. relationship between characters deepen and create more drama and then you also get like sweet ass mechas fighting each other and then the fan episodes were pretty funny <laughs> oh yeah those were pretty good they're like trying to make that giant pizza and dump <laughs> what's their face like into the tomato truck <laughs> yeah like you, you would you would see that episode and be like dude this show is not dramatic or about politics and robots or anything like this is just a ridiculous show like it just almost does not fit in but it's like a nice break from all the like heart-wrenching like <laughs> drama <laughs> did you so this is uh, uh, uh this is like my number two or three this is um this one's called eureka seven did you ever watch mm. that one yeah that's a, 2005 that's another great one yeah that one was i don't know why it's underrated it's one of my favorites i just didn't like that they never explained like the true like what the hell was like going on with the world and like there was they a made lot it sound like that like radiation or whatever it was like had like a will of its own but they never really explored it that much well i I feel like they didn't they were hoping for more and they weren't allowed to make more yeah i think they were just kind of like cut short on time yeah that last episode like they just tried to pull everything together way too fast and it kind of 
was bad. They made they were making mangas or mangas up until I think the anime came. They still are right now. Yeah, but they're they're still making mangas. They made a second season. I started watching it, but it couldn't hold my attention. It wasn't that great. But yeah, that one was one that I think I watched bits and pieces. But the first, I loved it. All right, Tyler, what's your favorite anime? Oh, God. (laughs) I don't... It's Again, it's not that I don't like anime. Like, There's a lot of good ones. Like Michael could tell you. There's been a couple times where we've gone over to his place and or I've like talked to him about anime. And then when he was, you know, obviously still living in Ohio, we'd like, you know, watch stuff whenever I went over to his place. Um, I mean, if I'm saying just currently, like, what would I say my favorite is? It has to be One Punch Man. Oh, um, yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty it's, good. It's just one of those things where it's just like, it's so simple to watch. It's, there's, there's literally like every episode is funny. I haven't seen a single one that doesn't have like a bit of humor in it. But the humor comes from no one's making any jokes. You know what I mean? It just comes from the sheer yeah. ridiculousness of it. That's what makes Dude, it really funny. Have you seen the new season of that? Yeah. No. I think the oh, you said no. Uh, uh maybe. Dude, the best joke of the series is the in the second season when you you uh find out that Watchdog Man is like straight up probably the strongest S rank hero. Oh yeah. oh yeah, where he beats the shit out dude. of the guy. Yeah, Garo. the uh, what was his name? Garo. Garo. Yeah, dude, he just gets his ass like he starts getting his ass whipped, and I think it like cuts to him like limping away. Like, oh god, I shouldn't have fucked with Watchdog Man. I'll go after somebody else instead. Yeah, oh man. my god, it's, dude, it's so good. <laughs> I love when they do stuff like that. I don't know. My still my one of my favorites was like episode two or three, when he's like fighting the super bad guy, uh, the the mutant monster thing in the tower, and oh. he's like, "All right, what day is it? What am I oh forgetting? God, what yeah. day is it? What day? It's market day!" And he just punches him and runs away. And I was just like, "Oh my goodness, this is hilarious!" Yeah, they they really did it up to make it feel like that he was like, "Oh my, oh my god, oh my god, he's he's met his match. This dude's beaten up." the shit out of this guy oh my god and it's just like i forgot if today is thursday and he's gonna be rampaging for a week that would mean i missed the market and he like punches the dude like literally (laughs) like a vis like like i don't even know the right word atomizes him you know what i mean this like punches him and he's like a pink mist with dude the dude the the like most gruesome ones where like he's like the mosquito chick like powers up and like Gets like oh engorged God, with blood, yeah. and then he just like a single slap just like knocks her into the side of that skyscraper. <laughs> and she just like yeah. explodes oh. into a red puddle all over the side of it, just like oh. in in fucking like three frames. <laughs> oh, that was crazy! I think, man. I think some of the fights, the like some of the animation for the, like the actual, not just like Saitama just like punching someone and they explode, but like. The fight, but fights between like the other heroes and villains in it are actually really good. Yeah, they did a really good job. Did and you I guys? Don't... Sorry, go ahead. No, you're good. What were you guys? Um, the uh, the uh, like fun trivia. I don't know if maybe everybody knows this, but One Punch Man was actually based on 
Um, so One Punch Man, first of all, wouldn't have even been able to happen almost had Red, uh, I think Redline not been so wildly successful. Because like, I feel like that that film really put uh, Studio Madhouse on the map. Um, and if you haven't seen Redline, it is a it is a uh, like modern marvel of of animation. It took them seven years to make. It is fantastic, and it is just like One Punch Man in the sense that it's like a very simple, just like easy to enjoy thing. It's like literally like wacky races, but in anime, and it's like really intense. Um, but One Punch Man was based off of a web comic called One. Um, and it was literally like, if you guys have ever like looked it up or tried to read it, it is booty, dude. Like it is absolute booty. Like this dude drew the whole fucking thing in like MS paint. And it's just like all like black and white, like looks like mouse drawings, <laughs> but, but he did a good enough job of like telling the story, like making it interesting, like having an, a good premise and then like conveying motion and like telling the story through comics so that it was like understandable to what was going on and you could like follow the motion with your eyes and it like was interesting to look at like just like that was all it took and then like they they picked that up and were like fuck it like we're gonna make this (laughs) and then just like made it super epic yeah i think it's hysterical and then like they later made like an actual like manga of it by a different artist Uh, but i just think that's really cool that it's like some jackass man, <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like made a goofy webcomic for fun, and then like somebody was like, Yo, this would make a great anime, and so they just like did it. Yeah, we, I think we talked about this before. Uh, I didn't know it was like that originally, but uh, yeah, that's that makes me really hopeful for the podcast. <laughs> uh, oh my god. Uh, but that being said, uh, I do want to say I I didn't misspeak, but I think like One Punch Man is definitely tied for my love of Dragon Ball Super. Um, because one of my favorite musical notes. Now I know I know it sounds silly to 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 say that an anime, like one of the reasons you like this anime so much, is because of a music note. But it's so fitting in so many scenarios and jokes now Wait, that like a it, it's single like, a single note of music, like, like, uh, like yes, like, my favorite note is E sharp, and they use E sharp. In I there. meant I meant like like a like a short blurb i don't know what that oh i know what you're talking about (laughs) and it's and it's and it's basically where goku if you if you if you haven't seen it at this point i don't care i'm spoiling it um it's where goku the main character for dragon ball dragon ball z dragon ball whatever like all the dragon balls the main character um he becomes um he becomes am real super sand legend lesbian and um Basically, this guy named Jiren's beating the fuck out of him, and they're like, "Oh no, Goku! Like Jiren's got him. Jiren, oh god, he's dead. Goku's dead. Oh, that's it. That's that's the whole cannoli." And Goku like gets back up, and it's like, "Bum bum 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 bum," <laughs> and then like they're like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> Uh, like and like Goku like like then it's like and like he starts like coming back and like fighting Jiren and everyone's like oh my, oh so epic oh and, like dude like it's like that particular scene is so <laughs> epic you know what I mean dude just the fact that like <laughs> you're like so about that song but like dude seriously like those memes kill me 
like the fucking have you seen the one like on twitter of like it was like a video from a from a bernie sanders rally and he fucking like knocks a water bottle off his off his little podium and then like like realizes he's knocked it over and then like quickly just like catches it someone like slowed it down and like put like the ultra instinct flames around him and like had him have there was like a delayed like motion effect so there's like after images of his arms it looks like he's going really fast it's like Boom! And all he's doing is like lifting this water back up that he knocked. <laughs> it's 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 pretty epic. But oh, those kill me, man. No, nah, but <laughs> Dragon Ball Super is pretty good. Um, and and yeah. you know it's you know, something really funny. Just something I want to add to anime. Um, I'll let everyone else add a last minute tidbit in because we are kind of running short on time. I love subbed anime. Like I hate it when there's an actual like when it's like a natively it's like a the 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 anime you know anime being made in Japan like I feel like that's the way it needs to be li- like watched and listened to and like yeah, you having... really come to love the uh, like I used to think I could never watch Dragon Ball Z in uh, Japanese because the way Goku sounds but like after watching it for a little while it, like grew on me and now I. Every time I I hear the Goku voice, it sounds like this. I'm like, whoa, what the hell? I am used to dubbed mainly because if I'm watching a show, I'm usually doing something. So there are some really good dubs, though. Like Metal Alchemist, Gurren Lagann had a great dub. The dub of Code Geass had some like iffy moments, but for the most part, it was fantastic. Yeah. But like if I'm really into an anime like Naruto. Or however you say it, Naruto uh, good too. Yeah, Naruto. 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 I will. I will watch that on. I because I'll sit down and actually watch a full episode of the later seasons when they got rid of the. <laughs> they didn't. Die. So that's that's a valid point. A lot of people prefer. My fiance prefers subbed. I just I just don't understand it. It's just like. Because sometimes the the like the the mouth like them talking doesn't line up. Oh and God, I hate when they it try to like. Kills me. It. it kills me. It's just like you know, and I get it. Some people don't like it. You're you're right. They don't want to hear. They don't have to read while they're watching. But like, I just it just makes it so much better when like you can actually hear the like the the creator of this anime it was like okay dude so i want you to like scream into this mic with all of your heart versus someone else watching the anime and being like okay i'm gonna try to get that same amount of emotion you know what i mean like that's yeah. that's kind of how i feel about it but uh do you guys have any any last little tidbits you want to throw in there hmm um yeah i feel like there was something i was gonna bring up uh Oh gosh, I don't know. Justin, you go first. You're good. I'm I'm ready to go watch some anime and play some uh, destroy all humans. Okay. Well, my Hero Academia <laughs> is pretty great. Yeah, I was gonna mention Hero Academia, but a lot of people say it's overrated because it's new. Blah blah blah. I actually like the combat a lot. It's a like, neat. It's a neat concept, and uh, I don't know. Gives me like a nostalgia factor. Anyone that doesn't like it probably plays golf. Probably. <laughs> but yeah, dude, I definitely was like, when I was a kid, I was like, man, like, 
people like you know anime is like getting a a uh, more mainstream appeal but nobody likes like our comics and like animated shows mm-hmm. um but it was like i was always thinking like man it'd be cool to see like our stuff inspire anime rather than anime always inspiring our stuff yeah and so now we finally get like a an anime that is inspired by western superheroes yeah which i think is neat it's very cool and then someday we'll have an anime based off our characters uh maybe the big smelly poo poo gang yep who always dies in every single encounter Speaking of dying, nothing but run to their. I wasn't talking about that campaign, but yes, yes. Oh, you're talking about my campaign. I've literally built an entire character to heal our freaking people as they die. That is literally what my character has become. All we do is run to our. The campaign shouldn't be called the nightmares. It should be called the the uh, runners to the the next instance where they can hope to go unconscious again. (laughs) Pretty much, Uh, we need to have this conversation after we're off air. (laughs) um anyways as always um thank you everyone for listening uh if you liked what you you heard uh you should definitely go to the facebook page leave us like leave us a comment i'm trying to get better about posting on there uh i've been kind of uh slacking on my my main host duties so i apologize for that uh but if you listen for this long you kind of know that already i'd assume also go to the apple podcast hub Leave a uh, star review, leave a written review. Uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, getting high rated on there does a lot for the podcast. So uh, anything you guys can do there would mean a lot. Um, Besides that, I don't got anything. Gentlemen, anything? No. You've listened up to this point. You probably really love golf. (laughs) (laughs) and uh, on on that note folks we'll catch you in the next one bye bye oh nothing for mike okay uh love you all okay